Please listen carefully. And now, live from an alternate dimension, it's the Assuming Positions Podcast. Featuring two guys whose words aren't synced up with their mouths, Kevin and Mikey. Hey everybody, welcome to the Assuming Positions Podcast. Kevin over here. And Mikey over here. And today on the podcast, we are doing an assumption. A giant assumption. Yes. Uh, we had mentioned before that because we saw Godzilla Minus One in theaters, that there's kind of a new slate, I guess this could be a good word, of Godzilla movies being made in Japan again. Yes. And Godzilla Minus One wasn't the first one in that portfolio. The first one in that portfolio is Shin Godzilla. Yes. Or Godzilla Resurgence, I believe Shin means. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, that came out in 2016. I had not seen it. Had you seen it? I have seen this one before, yes. Okay. Uh, and so... But not des- since its release. Yeah. So we decided, hey, let's uh, assume that one too. Let's talk about more Godzilla. Yeah, uh, because like you were saying, there was a little context to this. We saw Godzilla Minus One, and spoiler alerts, had really good thoughts about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll probably come up again in this episode. Mm-hmm. We also did a whole episode just on that, so go check it out. But with that movie coming out, there was a lot of talk about the Reiwa resurgence, which yeah. is essentially just old school Godzilla. Make it how they used to make it, but make it with today's technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shin Godzilla was the start of it. Uh, this was the first of it. They did a bunch of animated ones. Yeah. And then they did Godzilla Minus One as the technical continuation of at least this era. Mm-hmm. Um, with the other two we're going to look at, we're going to look at a few more, and those are uh, inspirations as cited by the director that led to this era. So it is sort of an overall Godzilla deep dive. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is the first one. This is where we say, okay, we're bringing Godzilla back. We're doing it right, and this is also in response to Hollywood's Godzilla in 2014, and they're like, oh, we can do it better. Yeah, I don't, I think, was it like 12 years? 2004 was the last one before this? That was made by a Japanese company. Right, and they had done a whole slate of them. Why do I keep using slate? Um, I don't know why. They did a whole batch of them, maybe we'll say? Slew, I think, is what you might have been going for. Slew, yeah. They did a whole slew of them that were... uh, the almost the old school rubber suity ones mm-hmm. in like the nineties, two thousands, and they weren't doing well. People yes. were kind of done with them over in Japan. They just put it away and they're like, let legendary do some. And they did a couple of ones over in Hollywood and they're like, yeah, whatever. At least we're making money off of it. And then I guess over in Japan, people were like, why are you letting our creature that we created be made by Americans and done badly. Don't you know that they're supposed to invent stuff and we take it and make it better? Ha <laughs> ha. There you go. Yeah, yeah. It's not that we invent stuff and they take it and make it worse. That's not how it works. Well, we learned from Shin Godzilla it's a collaborative effort. <laughs> ripping off each other for the better outcome. No. But no, that's right. Uh, yeah, we had, there was a Godzilla movie with Matthew Broderick that yeah. they made over in the States. And then, like like we said, they did the Hollywood re- reboot in 2014. Mm-hmm. But while they did good in the States and made money, they didn't really draw either Godzilla crowd back. Yeah. And so, so Toho was like, okay, we'll do it right. But did they do it right? 
That's what we're here to talk yeah, about. We're here to talk about that. Uh, so Shin Godzilla came out in 2016 and had two directors. Yes, yes. Hideka Anno and Shinji Higuchi. Uh, and one of them is well known for directing anime. Mm-hmm. That's the former. And the latter is well known for doing basically special effects work, visual effects. Yes. And I guess they put them together because they didn't trust either of them by themselves. I don't know. It's just, it's kind of funny because usually, you know, you have directors, assistant directors or directors, but, but like literally this is co-directed. co-directed. I, I And they're not like brothers, like Fairleys or anything. They aren't. But uh, I think this, this, this movie has really just put me back in anime brain. So yeah. a lot of my perspective is going to be coming from this. But I would look at this almost like a Voltron combining powers, like a Lord and Miller. Yeah. Or uh, um, Tom Lennon and I'm going to... F- ben Garrett? I'm going to forget his name. But it, oh, yeah. there's another duo out there. But I think it's one of those like friend group mm-hmm. kind of things. Yeah, maybe. yeah. I could really see the anime director in this movie throughout. Oh, absolutely. There were there were lots of shots in here that I was like, why is no one moving? That's just like a, you know, a scene yes. has been set up mm-hmm. and like a character or two are just standing there talking to each other. Yep. And it looks really awesome. But they're not doing anything. No, but you and, still have like the waving grass or the yeah. slow moving clouds. And I'd, <laughs> and I'd be sitting there going like, "Wow, oh, this looks just like an it." Oh well, yeah, okay, I, I get it. That's why this looks just like an anime. It it really does. Uh, I had that thought like probably about fifteen minutes in this movie into the rewatch. I was like, "Oh, this is anime territory." Yeah, like way more so than just like straight cinematic movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Especially because, like, how yeah, they do those long uh, establishing shots, but they also do like the weird quick shots at quirky angles, mm-hmm. like when they're looking at a laptop, like you're behind the laptop and you can you're seeing through the screen, yeah. or somebody goes to hang up on the phone and you're the receiver and the phone comes down and blacks out the screen. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. those are anime cuts yeah, all day long. Yeah, yeah. But what's funny is those are the little details in the animes that we always talk about. You know, it's like, oh, it's the little slice of life they threw in there. Look how great they animated it. But it's these cuts that are in there. Yeah. And it, I think it helps because the first half of this movie is an info dump. Yeah. It's exposition 101. It's like, <laughs> you, in case you forgot Godzilla, we're going to tell you Godzilla. And this, I mean, it is a reboot, but it is an origin story. So it's a lot of exposition. But there, yeah. There, anime there, style for sure. There is a lot. There's a lot of characters. A lot of characters. There is kind of a basic protagonist. Yep. The the oh so noble deputy chief secretary of the cabinet. <laughs> yeah, we can try and say everybody's titles in here, but oh man, it's a mishmash. But yes. Uh Rando Yaguchi is his name. He's pretty much the protagonist, sort of ish. I mean, it follows him more than anybody else. So I guess it would be the protagonist. Yep. But at the same time, at the beginning. He's just kind of the one guy who is saying it's the thing that we know it is too. You know, everyone's like, "Oh, it's it's a earthquake. Oh, it's some kind of thermal activity." And he's like, "Uh, I'm I I keep seeing um online that people think it's some crazy uh, monster sea creature thing." And they're like, Shut up! You're making a mockery of us. Yes, this is an emergency. We n- we didn't narrow down the possibilities. Crazy sea monster isn't on the list. <laughs> but like, 
that's the classic Godzilla character. There is the one outlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's also the boat we see at the beginning of this movie, which is crazy. But it's that one guy who says the. It's almost. I don't know if they're playing it for humor here because it is almost funny. Like the one guy that speaks up actually says what it is out loud. Yeah. And then the entire movie is like, no, you're crazy. So yeah. Here's kind of nitpick number one for me, but also uh, I don't know if it's truly a nitpick. Something that annoys me in general. Let's go. Is that you know I like to do outside research of just then just seeing the movie. Mm-hmm. Like I see the movie, I kind of form my opinion, and then I kind of look around and see what other people are saying. See what what's going on with it. It it swept the Japanese Academy Awards. I know that it got like best picture, best director. I think mm-hmm. and it just. It did really well uh, in 2016. They loved it. Only in um, Japan, though. Only in Japan, yeah. And then it's generally well regarded. But I would always see this caveat by a lot of American reviewers of like, if you really understand what they're going for here, it's truly great. And it's, ah, and, okay. I'm, and it's like, okay, I think something should be able to stand on its own legs and I shouldn't have to really understand what they're going for. And you kind of said it because you mm-hmm. said, I don't know if it's supposed to be funny. It's literally supposed to be a jab at the Japanese government's response to the Fukushima nuclear crisis. And it's supposed to make the government look like buffoons. So it is supposed to be funny in that way. Yeah, yeah. And as a as a jab. That stuff. makes sense. Okay. And... I only half had to be told that because I think I'm informed enough that when that tsunami happened and they were showing all the footage and everything, Mm -hmm. one of the crazy things, you know, tsunamis like suck all the water out and then tons of water comes back and ends up flooding the land like crazy. Yep. And there was tons of footage of just these rivers forming down streets and, and such, and just pushing boats in through the middle of town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people, like, literally running from this mass of mangled cars and boats, like, moving towards them like its own monster. Oh, yeah, the wall of debris. Yeah, and that was in here. They did that. Mm-hmm. They they actually did that when, when weird, what it first formed, goofball... Godzilla with the googly Tadpole, eyes. Tadpole Godzilla. Phase one Godzilla. <laughs> Comes out. He's He kind of pushes a tsunami forward with him. Mm-hmm. And then that stuff is happening. So I saw that and I was like, oh, they're doing the they're doing the thing where it's like, okay, uh, first Godzilla ever was take on Hiroshima Nagasaki, you know, nuclear bombs, mm-hmm. how we feel about that. And this one is take on... Fukushima crisis and how we feel about that. I got that. Yeah, yeah. I got it. But I didn't know the context of generally the Japanese public thought the response was buffoonish and terrible. And it's to be made fun of how buffoonish and terrible they are. But knowing that now, that does make a lot of sense. It informs a lot about this movie. It informs tons about the movie. But you wouldn't know that unless you were sort of keyed into Japanese culture or there during the actual, like, events or paying attention to the So kind of a knock, yes, but also doing what it intended to, so not a knock. That's why I was kind of like, 
kind of annoys me, but doesn't annoy me at the same time. I'll, well, here, I'll, I'll tit for tat you and kind of join you in that, I guess. We'll see. But like there is, there's a bunch of this movie that is like administration and processing. It's mm-hmm. procedural. Yes, it's, like, it's very procedural. It's like here's how the government responds yes. to a city-level threat, a country-level threat, and uh-huh. almost a global-level threat, mm-hmm. depending on the act that you're in. But I, I was having this silly thought. It's like, oh man, this is such a cool movie version because it's all snappy, it's efficient, like everything, like people got quick lines and things are getting done and they're shouting out to departments. It's really cool to see. Mm-hmm. But because it's almost presented as like, yeah, this is how it should have been done, you know, you buffoons. Like, here's here's the movie response that they're doing mm-hmm. to a monster with a little tongue in cheek in there. That's pretty cool. Because like, there are moments in this movie where you're like, okay, I get it, procedure. Like, it, it, it does get a little long. I enjoy it very much, but my nitpick is that, like, it's almost too much. So I'm going to ask you this. Go for it. Were you a fan of the show West Wing? Very much so. Aaron okay. Sorkin, yeah. Because this is West Wing with Godzilla in it in Japan. It's like, you know, how they have American office, UK office. This is like Japanese West Wing. Very much so. I would agree with and, that. And 100%. because it's Japanese West Wing, Godzilla has to be involved. That's the crisis. He is the crisis and nothing more. Yeah. Oh, so many points. But, but can I tell you, though? Please. I'm not a fan of stuff like West Wing. Okay. That stuff bores me to death. I believe it. But I understand why it's good. Mm-hmm. I understand why people like it. Mm-hmm. I can come at it with the positron light. And understand, like, yes, I can see why people like it. I don't personally like it. I'm not going to dog on people for not liking it. I can see that there's a, all the drama mm-hmm. in, in playing that goes on. And the problem I had with this movie is that in the West Wing, in Aaron Sorkin things, those characters are very well developed. Yes. The, their motivations are very clear. Um, there's machinations. And sure, it's a series, so you have time to build on that. Mm -hmm. But in this, to me, these characters were paper thin. Like, literally, all they were were their title, basically. Their costume, yeah. And and their costume, yeah. Because this is what I wrote down. These are the characters. I'm going to go over the characters. (laughs) I love it. Okay. Some of them I knew because they had enough screen time that you got to know exactly who they were. So... There is like, I and I have like nicknames for him. There's there's handsome protagonist guy, yep. who is like the deputy chief cabinet secretary, whatever <laughs> that means. He's important in the government. He's um, in the hierarchy, but not too high up. Yeah. Then there's older handsome glasses guy, mentor dude. Yep. Who is the aide to the prime minister? Whatever that he's like the prime minister's like second hand guy or whatever. Um, I don't know who these people's names are. Um, there's supposed to be American girl who's really, really cute. Yep. But you can tell has no American blood in her at all. No. Though she's supposed to. Her name's supposed to. Be, her, her name's like Kayoko Ann Patterson. I'm like, there's no Ann Patterson in that woman at all. You couldn't find a half. American actress in Japan? I don't uh, understand. Uh, only because I did look at a little bit of trivia. She is full Japanese. She yes. had to learn English for this, <laughs> for this role. She said it was torture. Hilarious. She said it made her cry. Oh, but she did great. <laughs> I didn't like it. Didn't seem stilted. So. Oh, anyway, yeah. There's that girl, and yeah. then there's Prime Minister. Prime Minister PM. That guy who questions the Prime Minister all the time. Yep, military guy. Don't know who that is. Uh, the lady who seconds the guy who questions the Prime Minister. She's awesome. Yeah, whoever she is. 
Then, yeah, then you got the military guy is there, too, the general guy, whoever that is. And then there's a whole bunch of other guys. I don't know who they are. The Geek Squad. Yeah, there's got... No, well, not the... I'm not there yet. Oh, okay, sorry. In the the general government, there's a whole bunch of other really old guys who seem tired. And They're just votes for either extermination or Or, uh, research. Um, Then you got the weirdo crew, um, because the main thrust of this is that there's the government response and then the handsome guy is tasked with pulling together like a task force. Yeah, Yaguchi. He's putting yeah. together Yaguchi's plan. Yeah, and so he gets the weirdos. I call them the weirdos because yeah. they're supposed to be nerds, weirdos, geeks, and whatever. Freaks and geeks, um, man. In them, you got the guy with the towel around his neck. You got that guy. Yeah, his stinking towel. Yeah, and um, you got the goth weird girl. Of course. Uh, <laughs> you got the serious muffin-haired guy. The math nerd with no social skills. Yeah, there's the serious muffin hair guy. He had muffin hair. And then you got the young, excitable guy. Mm-hmm. There's that young, excitable guy. And then there's some other people in there, too, that really aren't important to it. But those are basically <laughs> the people that are in it. Sounds like sounds to me like you got all the characters. <laughs> we might be a little iffy on all of those names, most of those names, but like paper thin, 100%. Yes. Like, we had little details to help us remember who they were. We called those out. I'm pretty sure those were all that we remembered. But you got the gist of, you know what those people are. And again, it was so anime. It's like, why does this guy always have a towel? It's like, oh, it's because of anime. Because the thing about anime, and we love anime. This is not a knock on anime. No. But the thing about anime is, like, pretty much all their faces look exactly the same. They have, like, girl face, boy face, Young face, old face. Yep. And that's pretty much it. Yep. And then the K, like not alignment good, alignment right, right, evil right, face. Right. Yeah. And they distinguish them by hair and costume. Very much so. And that's pretty much it. And as such, he was doing the in his own movie. He's like, okay, you're old face with towel, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you're a young guy with strange muffin hair and glasses. You're excitable guy. Because he was always, like, oh, he was like, I was always like, yeah, his his arms would be flapping if it was an anime. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, here's the counting argument. Name your favorite human character from Godzilla, any of the franchises. Oh, yeah. Well, I but the new Godzilla, though. Yeah. Godzilla minus one. Yeah, yeah. It's much more defined. We can get into this now. I do have some tangents about everything you mentioned, but. Um, yeah, go for it. I want I want the tangents. Yeah, so. That what's interesting about watching, going back to this, having seen Godzilla minus one, is it just reaffirms what makes Godzilla minus one so good. Yeah. Um, one of that being is that the inclusion of that main character, especially a flawed one, yes. just is such a easier hook for an audience. It's easier hook. It's a masterstroke, I think. Because that's something that I found myself. I was like, why? Like, what's missing? Yes. And it was it was a main like. Good or bad, we needed that main. We you do need a protagonist for the giant evil monster. You need a protagonist, and the none of these characters were ever in real danger. No, nope. they were always watching him on a screen from a distance. That's it. And like the one time the protagonist sees him is like when he's like really far away, and he's like, "Oh, so that's what he looks like." And then when he's like frozen at the end, yeah. But other than that. You, everyone else, every, it's always <laughs> they're always having meetings and then moving the meetings to other rooms. That's where the excitement set changes are. And Smaller then, room, more excitement. And then everyone had a table like wide-eyed looking at a screen going like, oh! <laughs> yes, because it is that type of movie. And I th- like the West Wing point you made, I think, is dead on. 
uh, that's intentional. Here's a fun little trivia bit is that, so the director, Anno, the guy that did uh, Neon, Gen- Neon Genesis Evangelion, I can never say that one right. Evangelion? There you go. Yes. That one. That's the anime he did. Yeah. And that shows through not only is this movie very anime, it's very that type of anime, mm-hmm. which is a West Wing sort of anime. It's very human condition, uh, personal connections, machinations, mm-hmm. not necessarily the giant fighting robots that happen to be in the mm-hmm. background. Same with this. The director actually cites uh, Social Network as an influence, the Facebook movie. Oh. Because of the snappy dialogue and how quick the interactions are. Oh, I see. That social network was influenced with the help of Aaron Sorkin, who wrote West Wing. So this movie is actually almost directly influenced by the West Wing vibes that oh, you're picking okay. up Oh, okay. Well, I picked it up right away. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's in here. And I noticed the lack of main character, and that was a deterrent. But it is a disconnect because this is a real street-level, personal-level Godzilla story. Yeah, Again, yeah. we're on ground level. We mm-hmm. get to, we're in the, the secret rooms, in the meetings, yeah, yeah. you know, but it is about the response and the group effort more so than any one mm-hmm. person. Yeah. So that's entirely lacking. But it, And it's funny. I actually kind of laughed when he put together the Weirdo Squad. Yeah. And they had like this montage of them setting an office up. And it was like so it was like it was so Japanese to me. It was like, we will defeat him through the power of great organization and thinking <laughs> and brainstorms. <laughs> it's like we have printers, many printers. But look at our mice. <laughs> and it is so funny. There are so like <laughs> it's like we have set up an office. <laughs> I but I think that humor is super Japanese. And yeah. I think that what's Was this supposed to be funny? I, yes, I oh, really okay. do. Like cuz I didn't know if I was like laughing at a culture inappropriately. No. Or if it was supposed to be funny because it was literally like it was literally like <laughs> we have organized. But also like and I love that opening montage that he gives to his weirdo squad cuz he's like you're here for a reason. We're going to we're going to disregard all titles and in politeness, you know. Be your weird self. If you have to get mad to get the answers, get mad. Like, there's no politeness here. Just be weird to get the answer. And then, like, later on in the movie, they hammer it home with the, you know, do as you like. Mm-hmm. You know, that is the underlying current of the, the Japanese culture in this movie is that, like, you're expected to have one response and act this way yeah. and be, do so accordingly. Mm-hmm. You know, they make the joke of, oh, these are the weirdos that are going to save the day if we just let them be. They will save the day. Mm -hmm. But to also then do this serious point at the end is like, oh, okay, there's the serious point. But they were joking about it earlier. I I do think it's supposed to be really funny. And through the power of origami. (laughs) I love it. Ancient mystical mystical secrets should always win the day. Oh, my gosh. Silly. It was kind of silly. But anyway... (laughs) I, I took it to be funny whenever, like, I started noticing the there's comedic patterns in that, like, one of the angry military guys, th- that trope, yeah, will be sitting there and is like, man, I really hope that thing that could possibly happen doesn't happen. Cut to the next scene, and it happens. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a beat, and it happens, like, three or four times. It's like, oh, man, I hope this doesn't go wrong. <laughs> Meanwhile, this went wrong. Like, it's if there was a narrator voice, it would be, oh, this is Arrested Development. <laughs> With a giant monster in the background. Oh, man. What did you think of Godzilla's phases? We talked about him. You, you mentioned how he first appears as like a tadpole form. That googly-eyed one was so goofball. I was really... 
I was really put off by it. And I, <laughs> I was like, what is going on right now? This is so weird. And I'm of like, I'm of so many, I'm of two minds again. This, this, <laughs> my, my head's spinning with this movie. I love it. Because like, I know enough from watching animes and watching Godzilla movies and just, uh, I know enough about Japanese media and the things that they do and the stuff we've seen in Chainsaw Man and such that this weird tadpole goofball lumbering mud skipper of a of a of a whatever kaiju, yeah. kaiju it was so very japanese yes 100%. i mean it looked it looked ridiculous it looked to me it looked it looked straight up dumb to me but it also looked very japanese so how can i fault them on that because it 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 fell into that because they have so many things. There's so much stuff in in Ghibli stuff, and there's so like Chains on all these other stuff. Anything that has mystical stuff in it, there's stuff that looks weird, look just goofy, yeah, like yeah, crazy, grotesque, and odd, and 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 off putting. I get you, and mm-hmm. I think that was kind of the point of all this. And so, yay, successful. <laughs> But, but the, not yay for Kevin. But at the same time, I was wanting to see Godzilla coming out. Yeah. And that wasn't Godzilla. I mean, I guess it was, but it wasn't. I don't know what the heck that thing was. Mm-hmm. It it was weird. And I know that in these kaiju movies, there are other monsters here and there. Um, but I was wanting some Godzilla action. And I got whatever that thing was. <laughs> and it was... <laughs> You got Godzilla Phase One. It's tadpole, yeah. tadpole kaiju. Yeah. What do you think of tadpole kaiju? Uh, we had the what you just said was my immediate thought upon seeing it is that this is where the anime sunk in because yeah, it was very anime. Noticeably for me, it's his eyeballs. It's the tadpole eyeballs yeah, yeah. are sort of glazed over, unfocused. They're baby fish eyes. Yeah. But when that's drawn in an anime, yeah, yeah. you know that's just like. Especially when it's not a big creature, yeah, yeah. that means it has no like sentience almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a destructive force. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about this in Godzilla minus one, but Godzilla is supposed to just be a force. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a natural disaster, like Fukushima, like the t- tsunamis we're talking about. It's interesting that you know they're putting it more towards natural disasters and getting away from the war aspects of it. That's deliberate. Mm-hmm. So I think that helps serve that purpose in a silly way, in that. He's a destructive god, force, whatever you want to call him, but this is his baby form. He yeah. just was just born, so he's going to look weird. Right. Um, he's going to look... It, Japanese love their weird-looking, grotesque creatures. Yeah. But we've been talking about how this is probably more of a comedy than we think we think maybe, it is. Uh, maybe it is. Going with that train of thought, you paid tickets to go see a Godzilla movie, and that's the first version of Godzilla you see, hilarious. <laughs> Everybody was having the expectations you did, especially a, 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 an American audience. We're like, where's Godzilla? When's he going to show up and start blasting? And, and we was, get this fish creature. It was so flopping around, too. It was so out of control. He didn't even have his baby arms that are useless in his final form. <laughs> he has these weird, he has like weird chest gills. I'm like, oh, he's going to get buildings in that. Like, I was worried about it. I wasn't afraid of it. I was like, oh, poor little creature. He doesn't know how to get back home. <laughs> But it is very weird. That's the first, I think, you know, in Godzilla Minus One, we got baby Godzilla, but it was like, oh, tiny Godzilla that's figuring himself out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a giraffe fully formed almost. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. you have to survive. Yeah. You're fully formed. Yeah. But 
we get the explanation later in this movie is that he can mutate at will. So, yeah, he's starting off as a baby, but bloop, 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 yeah. he, he gets to grow. <laughs> he found a mushroom and grew. Yeah, I don't, it was, it was, it was odd. But, but, but thankfully, actually, something was happening finally instead of just a bunch of guys in suits arguing. Yeah. Speaking of guys in suits, I need to know if anyone's out there and knows anything more about Japanese culture. Well, I don't understand why, like, the official uniform is like a members only jacket and, and matching slacks. Like they went from like looking so, you know, professional and yep. it's like, well, I got to go on TV, get me my uniform. And then he's like in a members only jacket and slacks. And that's what everyone changed to. And I was like, okay, I get that's like your action outfit, I guess, but it what <laughs> doesn't fit the action that's going on <laughs> it's so weird they didn't anytime they wore it it seemed like they had to wear it when the prime minister was wearing it mm-hmm. like it was like oh the prime minister's put on his members only jacket and action slacks so we all need to now too yep but there didn't seem to be any obvious when they wore it and when they didn't other than one time he went out they went out into the field and everyone was wearing crazy Members only jacket and action slacks. And the, the, like, I, there was one beat where the prime minister's like, "Get me my evacuation preparedness yeah. suit." Yeah. This, I mean, I, uh, I'm white boy that's never been to Japan. Yeah, so. I know. Uh, but my speculation is that it is a culture that does just u- utilize and have more respect for the uniform in general. Yeah. School uniforms, work uniforms, like uniform is a part of their culture. That's true, yeah. And w- while it's basic, it is the uniformity, you know, like everybody has that jacket and slacks. Like you can tell, oh, that's the squad. Yeah. You know, I guess the, it's the it's the roll up the sleeves, time to get dirty uniform, I guess. Exactly. For yeah. us it would be you know, the 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 high vis vest and a hard hat. Yeah, I guess you would so. know, oh that's the that's FEMA or whatever. Yeah, I guess so. Okay. Well Still, it was still funny to me. Yeah. And it just didn't seem to... They were wearing it and not wearing it at times where it didn't seem to make sense to me. But whatever. Yeah. And they were in one room and then in the next room and then... (laughs) Let's take this to the other room. Yes. Now we need to take this to... Let's take this to the Oval Office. Well, I was watching it because I had I did Japanese audio with English subs for this one Uh on my rewatch because it was English dub when I watched it on release. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I watched the English dub version of it. Which was it? Because that's what they did a fine job. Mm-hmm. But on the the Japanese subtitles, they include the the person's title that's speaking. Yeah, and because every person's title is like chief deputy director of environmental services, like it takes up the first subtitle line, and then their actual dialogue was the second line. So I'm like, that's not what he's saying. I'm like, oh, that's his name. Like <laughs> it was throwing me off so much. Yeah, it's. <laughs> It's crazy, but I mean that like we got to see the little guy, and then did the little guy go back to the water right away, or did he evolve a little bit first? He evolved, and yeah. then that used and up then, his energy, and then the helicopters came in. He had to go cool off. Yeah, yeah, um, that was fun seeing yeah. the helicopters, and then they couldn't shoot because there was some person walking across the street carrying somebody. A first, yeah. This was a deliberate choice. Yeah. Because in the like love regardless of your opinion of the original Godzilla movies, they were made in the fifties and it wasn't really they didn't have that much thinking in the screenplay. Yeah. So it was like, oh, monster shows up, military responds. And that's fun. That's action movie. That's yeah. the why we love the original Godzillas. It is sort of neat that that is a consideration here. 
it does make for a more tame action movie yeah as far as movies go but also i'm like how did they see that person down there yeah from their helicopter but whatever yeah but because they're american helicopters that's why america see you got me more and more <laughs> thinking that this should be funnier than we are have i was giving it i don't know is it so like First, first, like if we went and saw it in Japan, would the, the like rousing laughter in the audience? I think so, only because they make a callback to it. So, human showing up or civilian showing up in the first attack is just dramatic yeah. conflict. Makes sense, but like in the scene, like oh, we're getting ready to fire on them. Ah, it's it's happening. It's like oh wait, sir, there's a grandma or a, a dude carrying his grandma. Yeah, yeah. And then that happens, whatever. But later in the movie, he goes wait, there's not. People down on the street still are they? And it's almost like, why did he? Why did he just call him yeah. out on that? It's like, <laughs> oh wait, he's like, you didn't mess up again, did you? You're right. I yeah, huh? Maybe. Uh, just, uh, if it was, it was like, it was, is it like a burn? I guess it's a burn on the guy who's supposed to be evacuating. Exactly. Like you didn't oh, mess sick, up again. Oh, sick burn. <laughs> oh, diplomatic, <laughs> diplomatic backstab, man. I guess it's just call I, a government sanctioned ambulance. I guess I guess a lot of this I guess a lot of this is is literally like cultural differences. I could do that. That we're not feeling or under, not understanding. I get it. Which is probably like why when Hollywood does a Godzilla movie and people are like, Oh yeah they would go and see it in Japan and they're like, What are you doing? You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but okay. That's <laughs> Speaking of Godzilla showing up, we do get to see him mutate. That is one of the features of this yeah, yeah. iteration's Godzilla. Mutating Godzilla. He quadru- he goes to phase four in the second act, and this is where we get to see him use really his powers for the first time. Yeah, yeah. When he looks more like Godzilla. Yeah. But also very <laughs> the director Higuchi, mm-hmm. who did this the VR effects, he's kind of notorious for working on the Live action Attack on Titan, yes, um, which is generally panned by almost everybody. But not it, yeah. it's not it wasn't panned because of the way it looked. It was just sort of like a, a a butchering of the source material, was it, or was it just poorly received all over? I think it might have been poorly received all over. From okay. what I understand, but um, I'm not that I never even saw it, so I should probably shouldn't be talking about. It. But anyway, that's <laughs> his pedigree. But I was slightly disappointed by how. Godzilla moved around yes. in this because we were talking about how in Godzilla minus one, they did a good job of making him like, unlike the Hollywood ones that made him look just like some kind of animal. Yes. Which Godzilla never looked like mm-hmm. uh, Godzilla minus one made him pretty much look like a guy in a suit, but a guy in an awesome suit. <laughs> Um, when he was walking around, sometimes it was very much like guy in the suit. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he would like scream and like get ready to blow his atomic breath and everything, and he would kind of puff his chest out and stuff, it still had the feel of guy in suit. Yes. Um, but like a, like a guy in a, like a really good suit that they would never be able to. They could probably build it, um, but it would be very. Cost we have the technology. Yeah, they could build it, but it'd be real cost prohibitive. Yeah. But this one and it. He seemed very stiff to me. There were times when it was just like, it was like, oh, that's not very good CGI. <laughs> and then even when, like, when he used his powers, he was a little more animated. Um, but there's times when he's just walking around and moving and stuff. I was just like, I don't know. 
like it there were there's one specific one i mean it was a cool shot because it was very anime like and i saw what they were doing where they had him over the the trees and yeah. he stomps in the tree shake mm-hmm. but the way he was moving it just seemed like he was like someone had a toy godzilla and they're just going grr <laughs> arg I know, that, I know that reference. <laughs> you know, that's the, he kind of moved like that. Oh, no, I'm with times. you. Yeah. And then uh, at, when they, at other times, they it was basically that, but they were wildly animating the his tail that was like twice as long as Godzilla's tail's ever been. Mm-hmm. Like it, <laughs> and more powerful, I think, than any yeah. previous Godzilla tail. And it, it just reminded me of like, this is very personal. I don't, probably shouldn't say this on the podcast, but I am a complaint I often get from my dentist is that I gotta I gotta like jam my tongue down or else it'll like try and like move around and like like poke at the things they're poking Before at. For an intruder, yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> something that happened. I don't do it anymore, but as a kid, I think I've trained myself. There you go. But that reminded me. I'm like, oh, that's like my tongue at the dentist's office. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, as long as you connected to the movie, just flailing around like crazy. Um, I'm with you. It, it was a love-hate relationship on this Godzilla for me as well, a little bit, because it is it is all CGI. Yeah. Like they did some puppetry, and it it is just good visual effects in general. Because right. one of the directors, that's what his bread and butter is. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, it's not the practical guy in the suit. It's none of that. Oh, yeah. And to your point, I would say in the third act, the last ambush when the plan succeeds on Godzilla, yeah, yeah, yeah. he takes four steps. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Like, he just shows up. He's like, all right, go with the plan. And it looks real cool. Visual destruction is amazing. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. Godzilla, and I, the loose justification is he's just this natural force, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, So he's not chasing after anybody. He's not like, man, I hate Tokyo. These buildings are boring. Yeah. Earthquake proof? I'll prove you wrong. But... So he doesn't really do anything. He doesn't have motivation other than to mutate and get energy. Mm-hmm. So that makes his his motivations are boring, makes for a boring creature. Right. But it's the powers looking so cool that sort of is the contrast to well, it. Well, that's the middle the his middle appearance, his second appearance, when he's he's coming through yep. and wrecking everything and they're throwing everything they got at him. Which is awesome because that's what you want to see in a Godzilla movie. Exactly, like all the helicopters, all the tanks, all the artillery, everything. They're throwing everything at him. Nothing's working. Nope. And the Americans are like, "We got it." See the Americans, they show up, uh, and they hit some of those bunker buster bombs on him, and they're like, "Oh yay, it hurt him!" And it's like it just made him angry. So then that's when he fully just starts blasting. Yes. And it comes out his back, and it comes out his tail, and he kills the prime minister and the whole cab- upper cabinet. He kills, basically wipes out Japan's yeah. government. Yeah, and and everything just goes crazy. Uh, but <laughs> so that was awesome. But then it was followed by like so not awesome because it was like, oh Godzilla, tired. <laughs> Godzilla needs sweepy time. And then they're just sitting, and they're like, it's like, so you just leave. He's just there for like weeks. He's just there, like just, and they're just like, "Well, he's here now, and we got to figure out what to do about <laughs> him." And and because the prime minister's dead, yeah. so who do we have left? The agriculture minister, who cares more about his soggy noodles, 
which was funny. Yes. See, funny. Yeah. <laughs> but but that was like the I guess is is this third act or is mm-hmm. this yeah. Oh my god, I was Mikey, I frankly, I hate to say it. I was bored to tears. I get it. Because he's just Godzilla's just there and they're like, Yeah, he's he's tired and he needs to like recharge. And we need to figure out what we're gonna do now that the government's dead and he's sweepy. You know, and of course the you know, the UN's like, We're gonna nuke him. Cause he's just there. He's an easy target. We can hit him right there with a nuke. Yeah. And in I know what's going on here. I know they're making a statement. I know the whole point of this is like, hey, we're Japan. We're tired of being America's like little like kid. We're ready to cut the apron strings and be our own country and make our own decisions for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, war's been long over. I think we've proved ourselves as good allies and friends. Please let us make our own decisions. I get it. I get that's kind of the point of this movie uh, in a lot of ways. And I get that's probably why it was so popular in Japan because it is, there is a lot of like, New culture, counterculture, sort yes, of. Yes, there's a, a lot of like, hey, America, thanks, but we got this now. And also, like, also, thanks, old Japan, we're kind of new Japan now. Right. We're rebuilt in a and, better way. And I get it, and I understand, and you can tell that story, and I'm glad you did it, but you <laughs> you bored me to tears while everyone was figuring out what was going on. Yeah. The guy's sitting there going like, you know, the the the... The cute lady is like is like, oh, I'm gonna be president someday. I'm like, no, you're not. You're way too Japanese. <laughs> we could barely get a half black guy as president in this country. Sorry. Hey, she learned English from a movie. She might be president. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and she's like, why don't you want to be prime minister? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> you don't like the duty that's forced upon yeah. you. Yeah. Um, very and, Japanese. And but they're just and the and we're dealing with the weird squad figuring out their plan to freeze him because they just there was a lot of like um West Wing. Not West Wing. Uh, There's a lot of like I didn't see how they figured out what they figured out. Like I understood like the final figure out where they had or they were given the uh the the DNA genome map or whatever that was supposed to be mm-hmm. from the professor who was on, Maki, yep. on the yacht. Uh, and they figured out to origami it was to make it 3D was to figure out how to do that. I figured that part out. Yes. I understood that. But where they got to the part that freezing him is the way to stop him, like weird goth girl just was like, we freeze him. And everyone's like, yes, that's exactly what we do. And one of the guys was like, yes, and we can use these construction vehicles that are used for pouring concrete. And it was just like, boom, boom, boom. And it was like, how did you get there so quick? And the funny thing, too, is, is yeah. they went for because it, it was like, oh, it's a nuclear reactor thing. Mm-hmm. So we can cool it so much that he freezes. But also, you could technically heat him up so much that he would explode but True. i guess they wouldn't want him to go thermonuclear that'd probably be bad they, they already know what happens with meltdown. yeah, yeah right huh. okay well so that, anyway <laughs> uh i get it but it seemed like it was too that initial part of the plan was too quick and okay what was strung out what was strung out was them trying to figure out how to do it and then that was figured out with the origami thing i get but i i don't know it just <laughs> seemed too fast it seemed too fast for me i get it it seemed too I don't know. Easy? Lazy? What's funny is this was my this was my nitpick about Godzilla minus one. Yeah. Because that plan was like a chook chook chook. Look out the window. Mattress float. Yeah. Sink float. <laughs> cage done. Like 
and that was uh, like end of second act into third act. Right. Which, so I, I understand that sentiment. But um, there was also not the the because my argument for that plan in minus one yes. was it had to be a bad plan for him to want to do the kamikaze thing. Also true. But this had no reason to be that way. There was no like alternate. There was never an alternate plan. There was never an alternate way. It never. was always figure out how to freeze him. And then we, we get the, oh my gosh, we get the riveting, the riveting um, moments of them calling around all Japan to find the resources to do it. And then, and then, and then, and then the riveting phone call he makes to somewhere in Europe for them to use their supercomputer to figure out exactly how much they need. And at first, at first the guy says, why are we going to bother doing that? But then the Dutch lady or whoever she is says, no, there are friends. We're going to do it. <laughs> Thank you. Netherlands. It was friendship the whole time. <laughs> friendship saved the day. Oh my! And he had the friend in the Japanese U.S. ambassador. See, it was it was friendship the whole time. No, uh, I do have to do a little bit of defense here. Um, <laughs> you're not entirely wrong, and it is like you you already gave the caveat up front. You do not like West, West Wing, West Wing. <laughs> right? And that is all this is. But to add a little bit, what the interesting part about it? Because yes, they leave Godzilla there, and they just sort of go into phase three of response plan right now but that that sort of ties into they've justified the plan that they came up with they've been justifying it since meeting one in in the very west wing way uh but so the west wing thing what's interesting is it's mirroring the evolution that godzilla is going through mm -hmm. godzilla mutates his threat levels up he power creeps exponentially he learns how to use his powers that's very cool if you're interested in this kind of stuff, you get to see a country do that because the movie starts off with they're in their secret meetings and they're figuring out what to do with first contact. He's mm -hmm. just shown up. He's like, we don't know what this is. So what's the local response? Mm -hmm. And then it levels up and it's this, the, the country response. And he's there. But because the scientists are developing a plan and we've had the timeline for them to actually have experts come in, even though the, the, the goofy experts showed up first and then the actual experts show up a couple weeks later, you know, that's all justified. That's timeline because Godzilla is sitting there. But because they have collected the data they have, they know that he can be dormant and is safe. So it's justified. It's super boring. It's super it's nerdy, boring. but it's justified. I know. But what's interesting is they are really quick in their explanations, but that's in the, that's in the English dub. That is one difference between the audio, between the English and the Japanese versions. Oh. The Japanese with subtitles and audio is very much, there's little like injectures like where they say, oh, you say that, that makes me think, and then they say their line. And it's less just like exclamations of mm. bullet points. It is a little bit more conversational. Oh. I didn't notice it until I would start switching back and forth. And it it's just... It's the U.S. audio trying to match lips. So Lost in to, translation. Yeah, a ah. little bit. Um, but no, I, I do have to defend that plan because it is so West Wing and Star Trekky. They've been they justified it since in, since Act One. Star Trekky, yes. Yeah. It's, it's very procedural. Yeah. It's very logical. It's very yes. Even the bad responses are acceptable responses. You know, yeah. like we we need to exterminate. It's like not wrong. It's like a whole, it would be like as if this happened on Vulcan. Ooh. It's like a whole country of Spock. That seems highly logical to me. <laughs> why would why would Godzilla be on Vulcan? I don't think he can survive in that atmosphere. Does Vulcan have nuclear power? 
I can't even see a nuclear ray. Come on. <laughs> I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. But if you're not into administration yeah. d- d- drama, yeah, it, it, yeah, it's tedious for it, sure. It was. I was bored. <laughs> I was really bored. Yeah. Um, uh, but it looked nice. Everything was sh- shot well. That's it. And it looked nice. And we did get, I mean, we did get, like you said, even though Godzilla barely moved, it was like awesome CGI destruction. And it's cool like, to see a plan execute. Let's, yeah. let's throw let's throw the trains full of explosives at him. <laughs> let's have the Predator drones in, distract him to pull his power off. Yeah. He, he falls down. They start pumping the stuff into his mouth. With cranes. But then like he, construction cranes. Yeah, but then he wakes up and kills squad one. Ooh. Well, yeah. And you get to see the slow anime, like, regret blink. Of, yeah. Oh, though, I sent those men out there. Yeah. This is on me. Yeah. But then they, they it's, it's all phases, and they do the, I, they do that classic horror movie, like, oh, no, it didn't work. Oh, dun, it did dun, work. Dun, dun. Yeah. Yeah, he gets back up and then freezes into a statue. Yeah. Super Japanese. Yeah. Giant Godzilla statue. Yeah. With weird xenomorphs coming out of his tail. Which, what's your speculation? Wow. I did I did a little bit of digging, but I don't have a definitive answer. I'm not sure. Okay. It was, it was weird, and I expected it. Like, now I'm worried about, because uh, uh, Godzilla Minus One ended with like a, you know, like, oh, something else is going to happen. A piece of him is there. And then... I looked into this and like everyone's like Shin Godzilla two and they're like yeah we're not gonna do anything else with that and I, I'm like what and you like left it with like there's things <laughs> so well, now I'm worried about Godzilla minus one because you left it with things too you're gonna make me high talk about that <laughs> you know Jerry Jerry it's gonna be okay <laughs> they made gold Jerry go <laughs> um the deliberate notion to well the notion two was deliberate. Because Legendary Pictures had uh, contractual rights to Godzilla. Oh. They made Shin Godzilla as a response to the first one. Um, but then they came to the contracts and meetings, whatever. They said, okay, Legendary is going to put out a couple more until 2020. And then Toho can do 2020 after. Uh-huh. So that's why they couldn't follow up with Shin 2. They said, Hollywood's doing it. We're going to wait our time. And so Shin 2 was going to be released and eventually got swapped out for Godzilla Minus One. Mm. So Godzilla Minus One, at least in spirit, is Shin 2. Oh. But yeah, the tale at the end, yeah. what are they going to be? The, the piece of them that it is, um, there was, that's something that I, is a really big thumbs up for me with this movie, mm-hmm. with Shin Godzilla, is that they added, in a very West Wing manner, they added a lot of mythos to the Godzilla lore. He is, he is a god. He is a force. But now he can, they say he can mutate at will. You know, he mm-hmm. uses oxygen and heat to just, he could potentially fly. He yeah. could potentially swim. Mm-hmm. He could potentially be anything. Um, the rumors are that those were, next phase of Godzilla was little Godzilla-lings coming out of him. They, they did that with the Matthew Broderick one where he made tiny little oh, Godzillas. Yeah, that's right. But the rumor was that they were going to be more xenomorphs, mm-hmm. like aliens, like yeah, yeah. part human, part Godzilla amazing yeah but the 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 forms coming out of the tail at the end is apparently the failed like they were emerging as he was mutating but because Mm. he died and got frozen those are mid-transformation and then the weirder rabbit hole and this is fun to think about but you can believe it if you want so at the beginning of the movie we see the boat with uh goro uh maki yeah yeah. is 
a reference to the original Godzilla yeah. and the scientist that first spoke up and said, maybe it's a monster. And they're all like, you're crazy. Yeah. If you go, like, they never really fully explain his backstory. Yeah, he wasn't, and he wasn't on the boat. He wasn't on the but boat. But he was above where the Godzilla started. So uh, one, one fan theory that hasn't been outright disproven is that Maki uh, formed with Godzilla. That's what I was thinking. And because Godzilla that, has weird blue eyes. I thought that he'd jump down there. Yep. So, and that would lead to why Godzilla could form humanoids. Mm. But yeah, there's the rumor that Maki was a, a, a nuclear fusion with Godzilla. Yeah. I kind of thought something was going on with that too. That's, that'd be fascinating. Mm. Um, so we didn't get Shinto. We did get Godzilla minus one. Yeah. And Godzilla minus one was even better so it was even better, and no legendary contract currently exists like it did at the time of this movie. So the sequels are potentially, I think they're already in motion, if not already in production. Cool, cool. But will they be based on off of minus one, probably? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That gives them a lot of ramp too, because they can just sit there and go like fifties, sixties. So they can be all period pieces. That's it. They can roll all the way up. Mm-hmm. Like I said, there were animated sequels to Shin Godzilla that sort oh, okay. of wraps up like that storyline, but they're all sort of like taking the good parts. My main fallbacks with Shin Godzilla is that because Godzilla minus one is just so awesome, and like it's they they did it they did so many things better that it's like oh like I see where they started from and I see why it's improved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we'll have to see when we get Godzilla minus two or Godzilla zero. I don't know what they're going to call it if they go with the, the numbers theme. So, Mikey, I think our pizza is here. Somebody's stomping outside my door. <laughs> it's a giant tadpole creature with weird eyes and, um, a, and a dislocated chest cavity. It was so weird looking. Our, <laughs> I, think that, I think those were gills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then it like separated like when he first went yeah, up, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Where's his cool pecs?" <laughs> uh, our pizza being here means it's almost the end of the podcast. But what it really means is we got to rate this thing. We rate movies and shows on a pizza rating scale. Yeah, we do. Um, out of eight slices of pizza, we can add and subtract toppings and add sides and be all kind of crazy arbitrary with it. And if you can figure it out, let us know because we don't know, but we kind of know what we're doing when we like it <laughs> and when we don't like it. So, Mikey. Out of eight slices of pizza, Shin Godzilla, this is almost a reassumption for you. I'd almost yes. want to know what your rating was when you first saw it and if it changed at all. Um, It did change. When I first saw it, I was... Because I, I, I really didn't like the Matthew Broderick Godzilla. Yeah. I don't I think I'm alone in that, but... No. I didn't like the way he looked either. They made him look it was, different. Yeah, it was dumb. It was a big marketing push. It was like almost omnipresent for being a arguably terrible movie mm-hmm. so left a bitter taste uh i like the american one that they did in 2014 i went and saw that in theaters yeah enjoyed it because that was like that's the monster movie you want yeah, this yeah. is just like hey giant monster rampaging mm-hmm. go see the american movie um and then i saw this and because it was like a hey we're bringing it back to old school i went in with that mindset and i'm like they nailed it this is an old school godzilla movie mm-hmm. and then i left it there never revisited it uh until we started doing it for this Going back to it, you can. I I was looking out for the trappings and the failings, and there are plenty. Mm-hmm. But it just what it did for all its failings. It just made me appreciate Godzilla minus one more, mm-hmm. and it made me realize that I was wanting Godzilla minus one in this movie. I wanted uh, to retrofit yeah. some things. Yeah. You know, um, the main detractors is that Godzilla is boring in this movie. Yeah, 
Um, one way to fix that is add more monsters. Give something, give Godzilla something to fight. You know, mm-hmm. that can come later. There's no main protagonist for this movie. Mm-mm. That was a huge hook in minus one. So without it here, it does feel lacking. But this is them making an effort to bring Godzilla back. Mm-hmm. One at a time when they said, ah, we're kind of good with Godzilla. And it was successful. And <laughs> it is very procedural. And I like that. They, I think they did it really well for what they were doing. Um, but Godzilla minus one blows it out of the water. So for this one, I enjoyed my rewatch. I don't think I'll ever watch it again. But I will continue my Godzilla rabbit hole. And I will give this, yeah, I will say, four with like three toppings. Four slices. Mm. Half a pizza mm. with a bunch of topping. Yeah. Yeah. Because they do, like, sorry, more rambles of the special effects when Godzilla uses his powers yeah. looks, like, almost retro. Yeah, Like, yeah, it has yeah. a little fuzzy, like, yeah. CRT TV quality to right. it. And it, it's cheesy, but I love it because right. it is it is a direct homage. Uh-huh. You're seeing all the missiles firing off the planes and the, the, the tanks shooting, you know, and the barrels coming back and the trains flying up. Yeah. Ugh, like... Yes, it is a, a a CGI fest, but it's it's on a massive scale Man. and everything looks real. Yep. So that's that's where the toppings are coming from. Just mm-hmm. the visual presentation. I'm gonna yeah. make my pizza look great, even though there's not too much on the plate. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! What about you? What's your pizza looking like? I'm I'm right along with you, but like I said, I there was times I was bored. There's a lot of stuff I liked, as I said. I really liked the way it was shot. It was kind of neat to see stuff that homaged anime in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And it almost made me like smile in some ways. Like there was, there was, um, I remember when they froze Godzilla, they did a shot of all the guys in their hazmat suits standing there <laughs> and like nobody moved. And I was like, oh my God, that's like an anime shot right there. 100%. Just a slight pan on the frame. Uh, yeah. It was very amusing to me. Funny that that I guess it's just Japanese culture. No one was like, "Yay!" Was weird, um, but except for that one weirdo in the weirdo gang who when yeah, he made yeah. a discovery. Yeah, he's the only outburst kid. <laughs> uh, but that was neat. I also really liked. Uh, it was quick in here, but it was neat to see. They did a lot of viral footage stuff when Godzilla first started showing up. People like they were looking at all the stuff that was going on, on the internet and mm-hmm. people, what people were posting that was kind of cool Very. i'd like to see like more of that they only did it in the front and then kind of abandoned it and it was kind of neat to see that and as a way for um the information to be gathered by the government it was oh, yeah. kind of neat nice and quick yep yeah it was i like that but otherwise these characters were paper thin procedural stuff bores me to death <laughs> but this then you said the destruction stuff yes there was good the i really liked the tank battle and fight that was really done well but it was kind of a, a like like you said fuzzy smoky they did the stuff where they put stuff in smoke they put stuff at night if they could yeah. they make it a little rainy <laughs> you know it was a, a little bit of those tricks for sure to that like you said this thing pales in comparison to minus one because they did so much of like oh he's it's a bright day and godzilla's out yep uh which is bold to do when you're doing cgi stuff yeah so yeah i'm with you i i don't think it was the most terrible thing ever um but i don't think i'll ever want to see it again i'm giving it four as you are but i ain't putting nothing on it (laughs) plain old cheese it's just a four cheese pizza and and 
I'm telling you right now, this is like this is like free pizza. <laughs> I mean, this is like this is like pizza that they they're like, hey, oh hey, how you hey, you know, there's some there's some pizza over there. You don't know how long it's been sitting there, really. Yep. yep. It's probably not even hot. Maybe warm. It's appreciation pizza. You yeah. know, it's like, oh, you know, you showed up late. Or like, or like, it's that pizza. You you pick your kids up from like youth group or something, exactly. And there's pizza left over, and they're like, "Hey, do you want?" There's pizza yeah, left over a, here. It's the parent slice at the, the end kids, of the pizza party. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's the parent <laughs> slice. Four plain cheese parent slices. That's what this is. I get it. <laughs> All right. That's our pizza rating. We want to know what your pizza rating is. Yes. You need to let us know. Hit us up at AssumingPod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Town, um, <laughs> Threads and all that stuff. Uh, just all the socials at AssumingPod. Uh, you can also Gmail us, AssumingPositions at gmail.com. Every, every single time, it's Mikey's Challenge. It's called Mikey's Challenge now, officially. Yeah. I ask him, how do you want them to format the Gmail? <laughs> Don't use up. We're going to do more Godzilla movies. I know. Yeah. But I can make this one specific to Shin Godzilla. Yeah. Okay. Shin, we didn't, we didn't talk about it, but Shin meaning new or God or... Resurgence? Resurgence. Yeah. But they said it's not... Resurgent, I think, actually. And they say no specific answer is correct because all apply. Mm. It's like one of those aloha words. Yep. Also, this is an origin story again, and origin stories are terrible. Anyway, um, <laughs> that's, a, that's more slices off. But for the Gmail, I'm, you challenge me, I will challenge our listeners. Uh, origami me a message. Origami. That was the solution to this. I, like I know it. some origami. Just, you know, code it up a little bit. <sighs> Even if you give me the fold here lines, you know, it'll take me a few minutes to figure it out. <laughs> I, I, people keep sending frogs. I don't exactly <laughs> know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, if you like what we do here and want to support us, podcasting ain't free. You can buy us a coffee. Uh, buymeacoffee.com slash assuming pod. Yum, yum. Uh, we want to thank you, Positrons, for being positive and for listening to us. You are the best Positrons we've ever had. My favorite Positrons. Yes. We also want to thank that guy, Brad, for doing our announcing, Not Scott Productions for Equipment, and Jazzar for that music. And we will see you guys next time. Watch out. For giant stompy kaiju, they can do bad things. Gojira! And if any one of them has those dead, dead eyes, <laughs> run even faster. Like that one guy who literally ran like a cartoon character <laughs> by himself up that street while the water was coming towards him. Do you see that guy? I it think he, I think he's one of the production crew. I think that was noticeably yes. a cameo. I think, I think this movie was supposed to be funnier. I think we're not appreciating it enough. But... It gets four. Wait for the try assumption. No. <laughs> Did you notice Miyazaki was in this movie? What? <laughs>